What's up, what's up, bitches? And welcome back to another episode of Positively Uncensored. It's your host, Leah, and I've gotten a lot of new followers lately. So just in case I have anybody new listening, first of all, thank you for following and for checking out my podcast. I'm honored to have the privilege to speak with you. And if anybody new is listening or if anybody has been supporting me for a while, my DMs are always open. Please message me feedback about the podcast. Please connect with me and know that if you rate me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that I want to send you a thank you for that and connect with you, you know, send you stickers. So yes, I just, that's my disclaimer for anybody new here. Welcome to the show. This week, I'm alone. I don't have a guest on. And I was heavily debating recording this episode because I have been struggling, you all. I've been struggling the last couple weeks with like health issues. And I just don't feel well. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a time where you just don't feel well for a while, but that's where I'm at right now. And it sucks. Like, it makes you so irritable. I have ear problems, like two ears plugged up. I had an ear infection, throat problems. I mean, it is that time of the year. But if you're feeling that way, I'm so sympathetic for you because I'm dealing with it too. And after a while, it just really breaks you down. But I don't want to lose the fun I have doing the episodes. So I've got my hot water with lemon. I've got my regular water. And I'm going to try to get through this episode for you all and still make it fun. I started off with saying that I've grown my following. And this is something I'm super proud of because if you don't write down your goals when you have them. I know everybody says write down your goals, but write them down. Like it's so, we have so many thoughts on a daily basis to go back and remember our goals. That's not going to happen. So to see it written down somewhere and go back months later and check in with yourself and see that you've met your goals, that you've like basically affirmed that into existence by writing that down and setting it up for yourself and visualizing it write down your goals. So I wrote down mine in October and I started with 86 followers on TikTok and my goal for April, so coming up next week, was to have 1,200 followers on TikTok from 86. Instead, I got up to 10,200. Like, this is huge growth for me and the opportunity to connect with so many people about all of the shows that I love. And when I talk about reality shows, I like that I get the opportunity to talk about other things too, because it might not be my reality, but it's somebody's reality. And we get to address real topics here and there. And I love the opportunity to do that. But I never would have got there without hard work. And I mean, it took since October to get that following built up. But consistency and being delusional in myself and, you know, just being around people who were supportive of me and not making me feel like bad about my goals or strange or odd for pursuing them. That's important to have when you're setting goals for yourself. You don't want to be judged for them or that's the easiest way to put out your own fire. Like nothing's worse than setting up a goal for yourself, talking about it and having it completely shot down. And all of us have been there and done that to someone accidentally and it never feels good. So 
Also, after you set your goals, preserve who you talk about them with. Like not everybody's going to want you to meet those goals. So just be really selective in who you talk about your goals with. My third thing that I want to say before I get into all of the reality shows that I've been watching this week and dying to catch up on that I know that you all watch is I don't know if I just didn't notice this before because I've never had a platform or had so many people that have access to me. But when people say that once you start doing something with your career or with whatever intention you've created, like once you start doing well, like the hate starts coming almost immediately. And I guess it kind of is a landmark to tell when you're doing something that has reach. And this does not have to be in terms of content. Like obviously content creators and, you know, podcasters like myself, obviously we're going to get hate as we grow because more people are seeing our content and have access to us. And there's just a lot of irritable people online, but this happens in the workplace too. Like you get a promotion at work before someone who's worked there longer than you, but you've worked harder and they're upset with you, or you meet a goal in your life before a friend and suddenly there's tension in your friendship. Like once you hit a point in your life and you go after something that you've been wanting, there will be people who don't want to see you happy and they will shit on you for it. And it's just about not letting it get to you. And I'm kind of struggling with that right now. I never anticipated getting hate comments, but everybody has a right to express their opinion. So if anybody is also struggling with this or thinking about making content or thinking about going for something at work, it's just a grain of salt what everybody else thinks. And as long as the circle in your life and the friends you have and your family is affirming you and uplifting you and believing in you, those are the only things that you actually need to focus on. And if you've only been listening to my podcast and you're like, I I have never checked out her YouTube, I've never checked out your TikTok, you should do that because I honestly only created those pages because it's what the media companies that I would love to be signed by want to see. Like they want to see a podcaster who has an online presence and has a platform that they're using. So I never intended on creating TikToks or creating content. I only wanted to do my podcast, but it's just something that I had to do and I've been having fun with it. So if you're not following me already, that's my really quick plug at Positively Uncensored on YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter. Just follow me and keep up with all of the content that I'm posting all of the time. Tonight's the finale of The Bachelor. So if you're a Bachelor fan, I'm going to talk a little bit about Bachelor season 27, the finale. I had to watch this season because I'm talking about it in these podcasts, but if I wasn't, I can honestly say that this season, without the women literally carrying it on their backs, it would have been a dry, boring, not entertaining season. Like, this season, it just was a struggle for me to watch, and it's mostly because we have a bachelor with an identity crisis. If Zach was just himself this whole process, I would have enjoyed this a lot more if he was authentic and you know made decisions that he would normally make in the real world I think they would have landed better but I think that he was all too aware of his image this entire season I think that he was too aware of what happened right before him with Clayton and I think that that impacted every decision and every conversation that we are privy to as viewers and able to see so 
This was a kind of tough season to watch. I think that it's been obvious since day one that Katie is going to be who he picks. Um, that was my personal opinion before I ever even knew of any spoilers. So, you know, allegedly, if you haven't been keeping up with my TikToks, Katie is picked as winner tonight. And I guess we'll see. Like, I, I don't feel... I don't feel that feeling of like, oh my God, I can't wait to see who Zach picks tonight. Like, I don't feel that this season. I feel like I knew since the beginning. He does not have the connection with anybody else that he has had with Katie. And I like Gabby as a person. I think that it's amazing how vulnerable she is. And she brings this side out of Zach where he's so bad at listening to women talk about their feelings and he seems to have a little bit more space for it when Gabby is talking to him so she pulls that out of him but even their chemistry that we see on screen just isn't there the same way that it is with Katie and that might just be Gabby's like self-preservation and not really into PDA so there's no fault in that but Zach and Katie are just physically visibly attracted to each other and when she says she's falling for him I believe her whereas Gabby has not even said that back to Zach when he said it to her so I think it's clear as day who he's gonna pick tonight I really don't have any like question in my mind into it but I am interested to see what happens after I feel like if you're keeping up with the girls on Instagram and on social media, it does really seem like Gabby and Katie are not with him, either of them. It seems like they are the friends who are getting over the asshole guy. Not that Zach's an asshole, but I mean, in any situation when you break up with someone, you immediately feel like you're an asshole. You know, like they are getting over the same guy, in it together, slumming together, in the trenches together, just trying to get over this experience and come out, you know, on the other side. So, and I'm not sure what reality account I saw it on, so my apologies, but I did see somewhere on social media that, like, one of the contestants is still broken up, like, the runner-up is still broken up right now over not getting chosen. So, just knowing what we know about Gabby, I feel like that's more on point for her personality and how emotional she is. We've all heard Zach talk about Rachel before. Like, it's no secret that he talks about Rachel, and in his mind, the fantasy suites was ruined because of her. But I did find it interesting that we've gone an entire season, and I really, really thought that he was not going to talk about her again. I thought that he had grown. I thought being around all of these women may have shown him that he had something to do with that interaction going south. But no, Zach still thinks that it's all Rachel. He brings that up again. I'm not sure if that's any direction from producers, but it just surprises me to see. And it tells me that Zach is really not ready for Number one, a relationship because he's still bitter. Like, still to this day, he's bitter about that. And two, he just judges his partners too heavily. Like, he has never, in my mind, taken any ownership or accountability for any involvement in that night. Like, it's all Rachel. And even Rachel has taken accountability for her involvement, you know, and said that it was both of them and blah, blah, blah. So this is a... This is like an eyebrow raise for me. I'm not going to call it a red flag. I feel like that's thrown around a lot. This is an eyebrow raise for me with Zach and his future relationships. 
and just how he views the women that he ends a relationship with. Like, he strikes me as one of the guys who just doesn't talk too kindly about them because he's in the right. Finishing up on The Bachelor and getting a little bit into The Bachelorette, we've been seeing some spoilers and some photos from charity season. We've met the men, you know, informally on Instagram, and I'm just really excited to see her season. I can't wait to see the options she has. I can't wait to see more of her personality. I think that because allegedly she was chosen pretty early on, I think that the producers intentionally did not show us a lot of her personality because they're just saving that. You know, like they showed us parts that won us over and I love Charity and I was so excited when she was picked, but they didn't show us all of Charity yet on purpose. They preserved a little of that so that we can get to know her even better as the Bachelorette. And I am so excited. I'm going to start doing a new segment called Through the Grapevine of things that I've heard through the grapevine, just like the name of the segment. So before we switch topics, what I have heard allegedly is that there were a couple of names being thrown around for Bachelorette. So Kat was being looked at, but ultimately the decision was finally between Christina Mandrell and Charity. So It was a pretty split decision in the end, but ultimately Charity was chosen as our bachelorette and I'm super happy that she was, but for the listeners of my podcast, I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about this on TikTok yet, but this is some tea for you. Like if you're not following me on TikTok and you only listen to my podcast, you're getting the tea too. You get to hear what I hear and I wanted to make sure that I do this for the shows that I'm watching. I also want to say a disclaimer that I can only release information that I'm allowed to, you know, like I don't have a boss, but in my mind, I have to make decisions of, can I say this without revealing my sources? Can I say this without being sued? Um, You know, a lot of reality content makers for The Bachelor, um, you know, supposedly it's a little bit easier for them to release content if they have a team behind them, you know, and someone to help with their stories and the litigation of it. And, you know, for others, it's easier to get information when you have an inside, you know, who's giving you information and you're paying for it. So I don't have that. I'm I'm independent. I'm doing this by myself. So I give you guys the information I can without being over exploitative of anybody involved. And that's important to me. So if you don't like podcasts like that, that's totally fair game. You don't have to listen to mine. I respect that. But that's the lens that I'm coming through when I give you guys information. And I just try to be respectful because there's so many reality content creators that aren't. And that's just not my bag. Let's get into Love is Blind season four a little because the first five episodes are out on Netflix. If you haven't watched them yet, skip over the next couple minutes because I'm going to talk about it and it is messy. If you thought the other seasons were boring, I guess that's kind of up for debate, but this season is not. I mean, I wouldn't get too invested in any of the connections. So if you're watching in hopes of seeing, you know, six amazing couples come out of this and all together probably not going to happen. Okay. But it's great television. And if you're watching to keep drama at an arm's length from your life and to just zone out on something, this is a great season already. We have six couples together right now, and almost all of them are confused about being together. 
it's like everybody that partnered up in the pods had someone in the back of their mind, and that person was who they should have picked. It's almost like when your heart tells you something, but you're kind of thinking something else in your head. Like, you need to go with your heart because when you don't, you end up in the situation that these, like, contestants on this show are in right now. Not to mention, a lot of the women on this season are just mean. And I know that we see limited clips of them. I know that they are drinking all day. I know that they are all going through things externally in the real world before they come in. But the women this season are savages. Like, the things that they say to each other about people, I mean... It's almost like watching The Housewives. Every sing- Almost all of them are entertaining. I think that Tiffany and Chelsea are the sweetest women that we get to watch, you know, that have a match because other women were sweet but didn't get a match, so they're off the show. But Tiffany and Chelsea are like my two main saving graces right now because we have Irina, who sucks. We have Micah, who sucks. We have Jacqueline, who I love because I just accept the fact that she says things that are rude, Um, but she is disrespectful to her partner, and I don't like that. She's the type of girl that you could be friends with just knowing she's going to hurt your feelings sometimes, but she is disrespectful to Marshall, so that sucks, although we don't see behind closed doors if Marshall is also kind of egging at her a little bit, chipping at her, and that's the reason for her saying things about him. But Jacqueline is savage, too. Like, she says the funniest shit. So her, Irina, Micah, that's pretty much it for the Mean Girl tribe. But like I said, I think Jacqueline is funny. I think at the end, Irina is funny, but she's still so volatile for how she was talking to Zach in the beginning. And I don't like that about her. I think for predictions that Jacqueline and Marshall remind me a lot of Giannina and Damien from a prior season. The vibe is just like she is a spitfire. She needs someone who is strong, able to reel in her personality, um, you know, match her energy, but in a respectful way. And Marshall is emotional and sensitive. And I don't think that he appreciates a woman who can, who talks to him like that. And, um, you know, behaves that way. I think she needs someone a lot firmer, but like I said, in a nice way, like not in an abusive, overbearing way. Um, so it's it's reminding me a lot of Damien and Gina Nina, and especially since we see previews of them like not having sex in the relationship. That's the same thing that Gina Nina was complaining about. It reminds me a lot of that situation. Brett and Tiffany are the saving grace of this entire show. Like, if if you're watching for love, they are who you're watching for because it is the first time I've ever seen a couple so compatible. I love Lauren and Cameron. This is no shade at them, but even watching their connection, I didn't feel it at home watching. Like, I was happy for them, and I'm sure that they felt it, but I didn't feel it. I feel it for Brett and Tiffany. Like, I feel it with them. I'm in it with them. They're just so compatible. I love that they're in their late 30s. I wish that more of the contestants were. I think that that's why they casted younger contestants, um, you know, for the diversity and age so that we have that drama because Brett and Tiffany just aren't giving it. They're great. 
Another thing that I think happened, just to talk about Zach singing for a second, because that was one of the funniest moments of the show. I definitely think that we are seeing like a limited clip there. Like people are coming online and saying it's a real song. There's no way that Zach said that he sang that. Like we know that they edit things around. I'm sure that he was singing her like his favorite song, but I doubt that he was singing an original by him. And I think that they're trying to give Zach the weird guy edit. Um, And sure, some of the things he said, some of the jokes he said were weird, but the overall like stigma towards him, like in the pods even, I I just wish we had more context to it because it, it seems just mean right now. Like it seems like everybody was just picturing him to be nerdy, dweeby, and you know, maybe we need to see more of his dates or maybe we just need more open-minded women. But he definitely didn't get that with Irina. That's his choice, his consequence. But I think Bliss and him could have worked out. I'm not sure if she's going to accept him back into her life at the end. I mean, she was kind of embarrassed on television. I'm not sure that I would being the second choice, especially since she did exactly the things that he loves. That's the key to his heart, supposedly. Um, I feel like she feels a little bit wronged in that. So that's my thoughts on Love is Blind. Really quickly, I just want to talk about the Vanderpump Rules scandal that's been going on because it's been going on for a while now. And we have the reunion coming up soon. I honestly wish we could just skip right to the reunion. I'm over the fucking season. I don't even care anymore. Let's see them duke it out. Like, let me hear them talk about the situation. I don't care anymore. If you feel the same way, let me know and write me that I'm not just irritable because that's how I feel. My speculation on the show at this point is being that Lisa and Ken are producers, I truly think that all of this did happen. Like, I think that Sandoval was hooking up with Raquel. I think that Ariana found out. I don't even know if she was really that upset, to be honest with you. I don't think they were happy for a long time. I think that things were very convenient for the both of them. Um, I think Ariana has expressed throughout the seasons how unhappy they were in their sex life, especially for her. So I don't even know that I think she was that upset. But I think that when they got word of this production, Lisa, etc., I think they're like, this needs to be filmed. It needs to be amplified. And we're going to go with this story. And I think that that made, you know, Ariana, Tom uneasy and I feel like ultimately it was really Ariana's decision you know like not even decision because I don't think she has one I think it's like you need to pull your weight like if you used to watch Kardashians like they used to shit on Courtney for not pulling her weight with content even though she did so much for the beginning of the season like I feel like they said to Ariana Tom Raquel you guys need to pull your weight I think that You can tell in little moments that people knew. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tom Sandoval paid for the engagement or the proposal of James Kennedy and Raquel. I think that James was not going to have his moment in the show after leading up to his relationship for so long with Raquel stripped away from him for an affair. I think he was like, I'm getting this and you're paying for it. And then we can go into details after, but you're still going to look like the piece of shit. I think it was always 
known that Raquel and Sandoval were going to come out looking bad from this. But I think that because Sandoval has the privilege of being a man, and especially a white man, he's not going to come out that bad from this. People are still going to go to his shows. Fangirls will still sleep with him, even more so because they know that he's like that. Like, they know that they can access him like that. He's not getting shamed in the way that Raquel is. And for that reason, I feel for her because I do believe that she was preyed upon while she is not well. Do I think that she should be accountable? Yeah, I'm not saying that she's just living in a delusion, but when you're drinking as much as she is on that show at 28 years old or 27 years old, when you're around people like that who are doing things for entertainment for so long, how do you not become jaded and start to act awry? Not to mention she had a toxic, tumultuous relationship with James that, you know, arguably some would even look at and say, is this abusive? You know, it it felt like it sometimes as viewers. Um, She's getting over that. And people will say, oh, I'm in my villain era, but they won't give other women that space. Like they, they won't accept the fact that Raquel is struggling with her mental health, with substance abuse. She's not around people to give her a safe landing space or even pull her back. In fact, she's being filmed for it. It's being encouraged because God knows a shitstorm and a train wreck is hard to look away from. It's great for television. So she's literally being thrown to the wolves. And when she released her apology, whatever happened after, I'm not going to try to defend. Her interview outside of the blush nail bar is weird. But you know what? Fuck it. She wants to have her own narrative. When you have to consent to going on a reunion where 14 people are going to shit on you, including the host, and berate you, wouldn't you love the opportunity to tell your story without all of them present and to just get it all out without being interrupted and name-called and everything that you know is going to happen? And you can say that she deserves it or not. You know, that that's completely up to your opinion. This is just mine, you know. I don't really blame her for anything that she did in terms of just wanting to tell her own story. Sure, it was boring, but I get it. I get the fact that she wanted to do it without being interrupted. And like I said, she doesn't have the luxury of being a man. She is being hated in this situation. I don't think that those girls have liked her for a long time. Katie, Lala, I don't care if they're the OGs. I've been watching this show for a long fucking time too. They're being bitches to her and it is giving jealousy. She is younger. She is prettier. She is whatever. I don't include Ariana in this because I don't feel that way about her, but Katie and Lala, they're being mean girls and Lala You are in such a spot that for you to be judging anybody on anything, how can you throw stones in a glass house, bitch? Like, I I truly can't with her. She drives me insane. It's the black scent. It's fetishizing black men. It's how she treats women. It's how she makes no acknowledgement of the fact that it was wrong, that she was dating someone who was married. It's just, she won't even allow a name to be called. It's it's literally the definition of what she was. Being a mistress is when you sleep with someone for a long period of time and in a relationship when they're married. No acknowledgement of that. It's all just fucked up to me. That whole show is fucked up. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be good for viewing. But this idea that you're just supposed to watch shows with no frontal lobe, 
I can't do that anymore. Like I can't sit there that much and unplug and not be upset. Transitioning to snowfall, same way. I don't talk about snowfall that much just because it's kind of my show. Like, sorry, kind of hold it for myself. And I don't really, and it's like so good that I need someone to talk about it with. But I just want to say that if you watch Snowfall on FX and you've seen season six, episode six, what the fuck to how they're treating women on that show? The level of brutality that we've seen towards women in Snowfall is so triggering. And I'm not saying that we haven't seen it with men. There's been there's been some scenes that are hard to watch. There's been some scenes that I hold my breath for, but this particular season, the way that they have done women and just brutalized them and it's like a long extended scene with a lot of build up. It is hard to be a woman and watch Snowfall lately. Like it really is. And the women that we root for too, in the show, they're all at risk right now. Not saying that Franklin's not, but just like it's hard to be a woman and watch Snowfall right now. And I I used to be able to watch and like I said, not use my frontal lobe, but then it clicks and it's like, why the fuck is this happening? Like, why the fuck do we have to feel attacked even when we watch a show? And I'll even make the comparison like Game of Thrones. Sure. That show is fucked up and brutal, but the way that they expose women like during birth and like the trauma that they go through and like the exploitation they show of that, I don't understand what's going on in Hollywood right now. I don't understand what's going on in the way that we can so easily depict women being harmed. It really bothers me. And I just had to say that. My throat is killing me, so I'm going to pop off of here. I hope you all enjoyed the recaps of the shows I'm watching. If you're watching them too, please send me a message. I'm always dying to connect with anyone who's watching the shows that I am. If you have the same opinion, let me know. If you now agree with me and didn't before, let me know. If you disagree, I'm still game, obviously. I have to say, like, I am dying for more reviews. My following is up on Spotify. I see that. I'm so grateful for all the subscriptions. But if you're loving this podcast, the easiest way to support me is to send me a review, give me five stars, send me some love so that I can see my podcast do better on the charts and be recommended to more people and send my podcast to a friend. If you know a friend who's watching the same shows and they have a long commute to work or they have a lot of chores that they're doing around the house, everybody needs a podcast and why not put on me who's independent, just trying to build their podcast up from the ground. Why not share mine with them? Love you all. Thank you all for tuning in. Can't wait for next week.